Good morning, everyone. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited. I can hardly contain myself. We're going to have such a great show. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love shopping for food, cooking for food, eating for food, eating food, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef, a cookbook author, um, anything in the food business, really. I like to uh, hear about everybody's cooking adventures, and you can follow my cooking adventures, and we're going to have a great show today, but I also want to hear about your cooking adventures too. So let's make this a two-way conversation and you know, share with me uh, where you ate, what you made, you know, anything food-related. I really always appreciate when everyone sends me those emails, and my emails are back up and running, as I said a couple of weeks ago. Um, so Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. We have Hanukkah down the line. It's coming up really soon. Um, I can't believe it that it's it's Kislev. I've actually got some phone calls already about Pesach, about Pesach catering. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's it's that time of the year again. I can't I can't believe it. So many great things are happening in the food world. We had the kosher feast and we had kosher fest and and the Jewish food media conference and and now it's Hanukkah time. So it's you know. All about the food now all the time. And Hanukkah is such a big, busy time of the year for, for everybody. Uh, just a quick recap. I want to give a shout-out to Doma. I was there a couple of weeks ago. Fabulous restaurant. Um, but for me, the exciting new restaurant that has opened up. Uh, um, don't get me wrong. I love Doma. I love the right. It's right here in the neighborhood. But in the house right now is Adina Schloss, owner, co-owner. I co-owner, along with her husband, um, Yura, and from originally from Chassid and Hipster from of Allenby. So we're going to be talking to Adina, and right next to me is um, Miriam Pascal with her brand new book, her second cookbook in her collection. I know there's going to be a collection. Thank you, <laughs> um, thank so you. yeah, so it's it's really exciting. Um, did a couple of video shoots for Kosher.com, so watch out for those. I think we're going to release a, a cheese video for that I did on Kosher.com. So look out for those. Lots of exciting things happening across for everyone. Hanukkah parties and, you know, just fun time of the year. Um, okay, so let's uh, give a little quick talk to Miriam. How are Hi. you, Miriam? Great. I love to be here with you. I know. We, Miriam comes on the show a few times a year. We just have a good schmooze fest, <laughs> eating fest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Miriam and I met actually through the food world. Uh, yeah. We were we did not know each other from before. Even though our kids, we are on the Lower East Side and we both, had our kids at the our kids. Well, I mean, she's the kid and my kid were at the same school, different times at different times, but we both, you know, it's yeah. always reminiscent. But we didn't know about that till we became friends right. in the food world. Right. So it's really funny, you know, getting back down to Lori's Small side. world. Small world, yeah. right? So, um, Miriam, this has been quite a journey for you from yeah. five years ago. For our new listeners and people who are not in the Instagram world and on social media world, need to hear about your book Thank and you. your history and your story. And then we're going to talk to Adina also okay, and my- have a great foodie hour with the ladies. Thank you. Okay, so my um, how did you start? Okay, so my I actually started my blog, I think six and a half years ago, which feels like two lifetimes. Right, In blog years. I feel like six years is like twelve years. thirty years. <laughs> Like, I'm like an old lady in the blogging world. But anyway, um, so I started about six and a half years ago. It was just a hobby. Um, I was at a job that was very, like, dry and corporate, and I didn't have a creative outlet. So I started my blog just for for fun. I thought it would last, like, a week. and Because, you know, I was going through hobbies very quickly at that point, trying to find something to keep me busy. I'd like to creatively. know about the other hobbies. <laughs> um, what? Oh, we were gosh. doing woodwork. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right before, I was doing, like, these really cool custom picture frames like I was painting them 
and then putting people's initials on them and selling them. But like, it wasn't fulfilling enough because like after I did a few, I was like, oh, okay, let's find something. Let's else. move on. So right? I was cooking and baking anyway. I've always loved to do that, and I grew up in a kitchen with like two parents who are amazing, amazing cooks and very creative. So to me, that was always just something I was doing. And um, I started reading food blogs, and as I was reading them, I was like, hey, I could do this. And I think I started like almost as a challenge, like, could I do this? And so I started my blog just for fun. And I thought, oh, in like a week or two, I'll move on to the next thing. And then what happened was that I, I've always said that I think the thing that really made a difference was that um, people started to visit my blog and comment and tell me, oh, I made this recipe. Like, I'll never forget the first time that I got a comment from a stranger telling me that um, they made a recipe of mine and they loved it. And I was like, a stranger made my food. How cool is that? <laughs> and now, you know, six and a half years later, um, my blog has probably close to 500 recipes. and I'm all, I, all developed by you. Well, yeah. I mean, there, no, there are some, like, I feature recipes from cookbooks sometimes and always write. Like, I usually do a little review of the cookbook and then I'll share a sample recipe that I With made. With the author's and, permission. Of yeah. course, of course. And I, it's, I'll, it's always like, I'll, I'll make it and photograph it myself and add my own little tips or whatever. But um, 95% or more are my recipes. And um, so accomplished feeling, right? Yeah, and then I just released my second cookbook. So, but not only are you a uh, cookbook writer, recipe developer, you actually do the photography, which is yeah, well, it's a a completely different skill set in itself. So, I well, I photographed Perfect for Pesach, which everybody knows is the greatest um, Pesach cookbook ever written. (laughs) Uh, I'll take that. (laughs) Um, And I photographed both of my own cookbooks. So it's three and, cookbooks. Yeah, three cookbooks that I photographed now. A lot of work. A lot of work. Very gratifying. When but it how comes did out. you how did you get into like most people are just recipe developers, but a lot of recipes developers like Adina sitting right here with us uh, on Instagram, the chef's wife. You do your own development, but you also have beautiful photography that you do yourself. Yeah, I, fi- I find that like once you start like playing around with right. food, that's kind of the next step, you know, learning how to make something not just taste good, but really look good, like on a plate. And I think for me, like that very much is a creative outlet. I love the, you know, I love putting things together and and beautifying things with tablescapes and with food. And I really find that like putting something on a plate and making it look good makes it taste like that much better. And I really enjoyed the photography part. I think that that, you know, when you're very creative, that's just like the next step. Right. right. Well, I agree with that I think completely. you're, I mean, the fact that you were even decorating picture frames shows you have a creative right. side to you. you. Know, I always, I was always into like crafts and, and creative stuff. And then, and yeah, I was working at a job that was like really dry. Like there was no creativity at all. And I just like, it was just needed something to keep myself but busy I, I, I'm a- creatively. I I make pretty good food. I can say that myself, you know, but I you can't. I, I can say that. <laughs> but I haven't, I can't. I think it's a knack. You guys have got the knack for it. I could make the same dish, but I cannot plate it pretty as well. You know wh- what, Naomi? I feel like when I first started, I remember telling my husband, who is not a practicing chef, but he's really good, I just don't know how to plate. I want to go to a plating class. And he's like, don't worry, you're going to see that the more you play around in the kitchen, the more you put, like learn to like the different parts of food and what looks good and different colors, you're going to see that it's going to come together. I really think it came together because I've just been doing it for like a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm still struggling with that. I once noticed uh, this is a, a shout out to um, our friend Rani Applebaum, busy in, uh, busy in Brooklyn. She, I once posted my dinner recipe and I was really proud. I cleaned the sides up like Miriam had taught me and there were no drips and it was a white bowl. I made sure I had a background. 
I'm like, okay, this is pretty nice. It was some sort of ramen noodle bowl that I had made. And then Honey posts a picture of her dinner on her Instagram page. I'm like, God, she's good at this. And I'm like, my fat looks terrible. I mean, she's totally talented and I can't wait to see her book. But, you know, like I think Delphi thinks some people have got, no matter how much you play, you guys are really, you know. <laughs> uh, that was a com- big compliment thank you. to you. Thank you, Naomi. Saying that I, you know. <laughs> you. You, the no, guy, I'm, thank I'm you. by the way, always like I admire Adina's pictures every time you post something i'm like oh my god that's so beautiful i'm a very big fan thank you i I like the insta story when you don't do your voice you just do pictures and then you tap through it and you tap through the the story of how you built the the plate yeah you know what it's more also because i have a 10 month old crying in the background so it's always much easier (laughs) but everybody loves an aussie accent me and me and adina both from sydney i know i feel very outnumbered today i'm like on the australian show australians does she sound does she sound aussie Naomi is way more Australian than me, and I I, need, I like hanging out with you because then I my Australian accent. accent develops better. So yeah, yeah, it comes back. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, it out absolutely. In, and I'm here. Thanksgiving was 26 years, so I'm here a long time, wow. and I'm still so Aussie. Yeah, I always tease Naomi that she holds on to her Australian accent. But then no one would listen to me on the radio. <laughs> hold on to it, Naomi. It's great accent. Hold on to you. <laughs> hold, hold on to my accent. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Australian pride in the studio. Oh yeah, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Do you eat Vegemite? Yes, I just got a labeled one with my name on it. I'm very excited about it. What? What? Yeah. What oh my gosh, I need to show it to you. you get like a, it has my name, Adina, on it. I posted on my stories. I'll show you. Yeah, I oh, saw I must that. Have missed that. I must yeah. have missed that. Okay. I, I was at a wedding last night. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yes. Okay. So I had a bake sale <laughs> and a chasen last night. So I I missed a lot. Okay. So we will we will get on yes. to that. So, um. Okay. So, Miriam, book two. What with the first one, everybody knows dessert cookbook. How many yeah. copies did we sell? Do we know more than 15, 16, yeah, 17,000? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the we, number. We have to I, ask I, I Rabbi Gadawi Slotowitz. <laughs> I should, I should know these things, but right. yeah, thank God it sold very well. And, and people and it's love gone it. into reprint, yes, it has, wow. which is really good. I'm waiting that's for that the, maybe one day for me. For, <laughs> well, for you'll get there, you'll get yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so actually this cookbook, um, showing the camera, but we'll talk about it also because for if, people who are only listening. Right. If you um, are watching on our YouTube channel, Nachum Siegelnet on YouTube, make sure you watch us because yeah. we're a lot of fun to see as well. You know, you eat with your eyes, so you're here with your eyes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm showing off the book cover, but um, for people who are only listening, it's called Real Life Kosher Cooking. Um, this is my second cookbook and I actually started working on it pretty much as soon as Something Sweet came out. Which was over two years ago. Susie said that she'd get the book would come out one day and she'd work on the next book the next day. Yeah. So I was really dreaming about this probably even before it came out because I was doing desserts and I was like, I need to do the real food also. And I started dreaming of ideas for it. Um, the thing that people don't realize about writing a cookbook is that the recipes and even the photography is a small part of it. And for months after you finish the recipes and the photography, you're editing and proofreading and going back and doing all these things. But the fun part which is the re- the recipe writing, is done. And you get an idea and you're like, well, I can't do anything with it because my book is already laid out. I can't add recipes at this point. So that's when my creative wheels start turning for my next book. I'm like, well, I got to write another book so I have something to do with. I mean, I also put them on my blog or in my, I write it, I write it in Mishpacha magazine. But as soon as the re- the book is like, laid out and done and I can't add anything, that's when I start thinking, well, I got to write another book so I have somewhere for my new ideas. Right, right, so. right. Well, True well, creative sure. genius. That's right. what happens, I'm sure right? you could relate, right? <laughs> right. I, I, I was saying like some of my best recipes come like when I have these quiet moments. I don't want to say like Yom Kippur 
I was sitting and showing pretty hungry, but like uh, one of my rib recipes for yeah, my we've, new we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. For my, one of my new recipes is, uh, you know, came up came into my head on shul. Really, you know, yeah. so we've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We we dream Being about hungry food, does. That yeah. hungry I hour. actually literally had a dream about a recipe, and then I woke up and made it, and it went viral. So there you go. About recipes more often. Right, right. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like someone. I guess people in whatever field they're in, they it becomes part of them. It becomes part of the subconscious. Yeah, you, you but our body like live and breathe. Right, but it's all part of your body, right. also hunger and food and nourishment. Right. So you know, I guess. And that's actually one of the things I love about the writing a real food cookbook versus my dessert cookbook. I loved writing something sweet. Don't get me wrong, but the thing about this book is it's um it, it's it, it's really like the food that like I make. Like when you go through like the pages, it's like this is what I serve at you know when I have guests, or this is what I made when I had to make dinner and I had twenty minutes and. You know, like we ate that for Shabbos dinner like a few times. Like this is the real, this really is real life for me, this whole book. And Just showing some pictures. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're... So this soup, okay. I'm showing, holding up a picture of the soup. Um, I have I all the leftovers. So Miriam invited a few of us over for dinner, for a dinner party. Now yeah, from She made recipes from her book and some of her friends. And we, we had a great time and a good giggle. And this, she made this hearty bean stew. Actually, my sister made it. Really? She did an amazing yeah, job. Did so job. I have the leftovers. Can I throw them in the freezer? Can I I freeze it? And what about those wontons? I meant to test them. Yeah, they were actually in the freezer before the party. That was the only thing I made ahead and froze. Okay, so I'm not going to put them in the freezer again. I'm going to just throw Uh, them on Friday night. You think that's okay? Um, Oh, I'll just eat them tomorrow night. I might just go home and eat them tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That was that good. That was so good. Um, So her her, her recipes are gorgeous. I mean, Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, we had, this, we had this at the party. We had that at the party too. The, the, ha- coffee, the coffee hazelnut, hazelnut meringue layer cake. Layer. That was actually. Is that a does that go for Pesach? That might yeah, actually it be is. For it, Pesach. It's a naturally gluten free Pesach recipe. Okay, you know people are. You know we were talking to Rory Weisberg a couple of weeks ago, talking about how everyone's like the movement of gluten free is very very right. strong right now, and and uh, oh, e- even regular here, books. Show them just your recipe. A- Naomi contributed a recipe in this book. Everybody who knows me knows that I hate fish. And I don't eat fish ever. You so like fish? no, none oh, wow. ever. So basically, um, I had friends help me with the fish recipes. Where's yours? Naomi? It's like me and dessert. I had a whole lot of desserts up my sleeve, <laughs> but I needed to help a little bit more. So this is Naomi's recipe. It's, it's like a foil a- packet flounder and vegetables. There you go. And I even helped. Yeah, with Naomi the came for the day to to make it, and the and we photographed it together. That yeah. Naomi's hand is holding up the fork. Okay. If oh you're only gosh. listening, you should go. You should go watch it on YouTube because yeah. then you can see. But yeah, it's just really easy, and I, I I love the fact that everything, nothing is complicated. Yeah, right. All the steps are broken down. A, a big shout out to the, the whole team there at Art Scroll. They're amazing from editing and laying out, and yeah. they work with you if you don't like something. You just tell them, yeah. I want to change this right. look. Yes, they're part of the creative process when right, you do a book, sure. and I think that yeah, like in fact, um, Devora who designed the book. She's awesome. But so many people have told me, like, this is actually the same page layout. I'm showing it again for whoever's watching. But this is the same page layout as something sweet. We made a few minor changes, like the the fonts and colors. But overall, this is the layout she designed for something sweet. And so many people have told me, like, it just makes it so easy to follow the recipe because it's so clear. And that, like, their 10-year-old kids are baking and cooking for my books because it's so easy to follow. And the layout is amazing. Like, so many people have complimented the layout. I'm like, thanks, but it's not me. No, but it's really important. Right. 
big, big, big. <laughs> yeah, you big know, shout out to Devorah. Devorah. She's amazing. And Mrs. Eisner, who does a lot of the editing, yeah, like she really keeps really us on amazing. our toes, and we've become better writers yeah, for it. I always say she taught me how to be a better recipe writer. Right. You know, there's no help for me ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be a loser with, it, with the writing. The concepts are there, but she she cleans me up. Yeah. First Miriam cleans me up, and then and then Mrs. But what's what's really really important about you know I find about a cookbook, and I'd love to hear everyone's feedback. So please email us naomi at nachamsegel.com and give me your feedback, or you can DM DM me on Instagram. Um, is the layout of the actual recipe? Besides the in, uh, the ingredients right. on the side, right? So mooms are actually numbered. Yeah. And it's not it's it's no I call them run on paragraphs. There's a certain cookbook that I I have in my house and basically the entire instruction is one paragraph. It's very hard to I actually can't that keep way, up yeah. with that. I, I, I had I to actually take time. highlighters and highlight each sentence in different colors right. because it was a great recipe but the layout wasn't good and I right. couldn't read it or follow it. it and I want kids to use my cookbook I want adults to use my cookbook and I want to make it when you look at it right like your book you look at it and you see a clear sharp crisp recipe we're not even talking about the the photography (laughs) we're talking about the layout and no one really touches about the layout of the recipes right right? we always talk about the beautiful pictures the great recipes it's one of those things that people don't necessarily think to even notice until they suddenly like People have many times complimented the layout. You don't even realize how important it is to the book until you get a book where it's so, like like I said, Devorah just designed it so well that it's just really easy to follow. And then you're like, wow, this is a lot easier than some other books I have. It's like one of those things you don't notice is important until it's either really bad or really good. And then you're like, oh, hey. No, I love it. And then, yeah, like also, you know, it's funny because, I mean, you, you did this also. You wrote a cookbook. Like just thinking about what kind of paper you want in the front. That's like a decision you have to right, make. Right, And nobody realizes it. But then, like, it, these are little details remember, that go into it. I remember talking with, with you and Rabbi Zlotowitz. Um, it was you, me, Rabbi Zlotowitz, uh, Mrs. Eisner, and, and Devorah, Devorah Cohen. And we'll talk about the inside, the inside color of the, the paper. The end leaf, it's called. It's called the end leaf. I didn't yeah. even know that. <laughs> and you can have a picture on it, not have a picture on it. Right. Like, mine is on the left, you know, like, information about the bottom. Like, it's just... So I remember the late Rabbi Slotowitz. Yeah. He also part weighed in on yeah. the color of the font because he was very artistic. Yeah. Rabbi yeah, had, Rabbi Mayer Slotowitz. That's all. And he, um, yeah, my first book, he totally. I picked a light colored end leaf. I wish I had one here. And he said, no, it's going to look much light, nicer with dark. And he he helped them design a custom end right. leaf for something sweet. And like whenever I think about it, I'm like, he's such an amazing man who did so much and he was so busy, and yet he he like custom. Right. Does like he helped them custom design an end leaf for my book, but these are the little details that people who've never written a book don't even realize. You think about right goes on. Yeah. And and, and yeah. when when you write a book, you have to think about how many pages it's going right. to have, how many pictures. And there's no more, no less. It's like this book I think is 304 pages, and people don't realize that it's not like you could write 305. It goes I think in multiples of 16, I believe, because okay. they the, the way they bind it, you can't have 305 or 303. It has to be exactly the oh, number wow. they give you. Yeah, right? People, you don't realize. Yeah. Do There's that. a lot that goes into books and that the people index, don't. So much work. So much work. Like just index. planning. Like, for example, this is like Naomi and I did this differently in our books. Naomi's book, the chapter divider pages have... Between each chapter, right? Yeah, here. So I'm, I'm going to show. So yeah, between each chapter. So this is my chapter divider page, baked goods and pastries. And if you're if you're watching, I'll show you. Um this in, in Naomi's book, she has just one page, right? And on the on the right. other side, she is has a, a recipe. recipe. So I didn't want to give up a recipe. Picture. 
I didn't want to give up a recipe. Like when you open the double page to, that say, the end of the chapter, right? So the last page of the chapter could either be a recipe or an intro into the next recipe. But mm. I didn't want that. Right. I wanted a chaparain as many, <laughs> many recipes as, as possible. As so, I could. So what I did is I didn't want to waste the space, but I wanted to have, you know, a full page for pictures. So what I did is I put a sample menu for different occasions. This is like a yent of lunch menu. I actually really or, like that idea, Miriam. Thank you. Thank you. This was actually a very last minute edition. I was like nervous that we wouldn't have enough time to get it in. But I had this idea last minute and I, I was like... Why waste the page when you could have something helpful for people? I think Susie's got that in one of her yeah, books. Yeah, I think so. I'm drawing a blank. Maybe the entertainment I think, book. yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so this, that was... I like it. It keeps it so, like, neat and tidy yeah. and organized. Yeah. Right, there's so much thought so that goes yeah, into a book. Yeah. Great. People, people totally... I always say, however much work you think it is to write a cookbook, multiply it by 10 and you're not even close. Right, and I, I did my last one in three months. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows you have a crazy amount of energy. Crazy amount of energy. True. People say, what do you drink? I'm it's like, the Tim Tams. It's the Tim Tam slam in the morning. <laughs> and the Vegemite. And the Vegemite. The Vegemite gives you wings, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I never heard that one before. Yeah, like, with lots of butter. I yeah, like it with oh, butter yeah. on Chayasuri sourdough bread. Oh, yum. Okay, we, need, really to, we need to have one. Okay. Yeah, so you No, I don't eat Vegemite in case anybody's wondering. Oh, I'm not did Australian. Miriam and I did a face uh, An Instagram, Instagram live, live video. video a couple of weeks ago from my place and it was a video about us eating Vegemite. Well, well she ate Vegemite. I just it. smelled it and everybody was laughing. So. And oh, I, I ate it. But we did a giveaway, um, Vegemite. Yeah. I've got to find that girl's address and mail her a Vegemite. <laughs> Poor girl. Poor girl. No, she's going to love it. I'm um, a Jews Bush, you know, um, a Jews Bush. Yeah. I forgot his name. I'm um, David Statman. David Statman, big fan. Um, he actually, I had my parents were just here over the holidays, and they bought a whole bunch of Vegemite. Oh, so I, I did a like I. I hope they got you Australian sausages also. Um, not this trip, Next but trip. I still have a lot in my freezer, and I have Australian lamb as well. Oh, okay. Now you have to invite me for dinner. I know. <laughs> I know. Right? I'll come Sausage. too, please. Oh my god. Sausages and lamb. Oh my god. I'll be so honored to cook for you we guys. We totally <laughs> should do that. Yeah, we need an Aussie dinner. Um, okay, Miriam. So, so uh, we're thinking about the next book already, right? Oh my gosh, I need to sleep for like a week, and then I'm I gonna know. start thinking well, about I want, it. <laughs> I want you to enjoy the high. Of, yeah. Of of that. Uh, you know, I'm, I I, I want to say something that I'm sure you relate to because you also wrote a book. I've been saying this since the book before the book came out that. Obviously, there's financial investment in a book and you want to make money. Nobody nobody wants to write a book and not make any money. But leaving that all aside, I keep saying there's an emotional investment. You put everything you have into writing a book. Like, it's really your heart and soul. And the way that you get that back is when people ma- get the book and they, they love it and they make your recipes and they enjoy it and they incorporate it into their lives. And it's just like that feeling, it like makes all that hard work that you put into writing the book. It just makes it so worth it. You know, uh, someone reached out to me. I, I just told you this. Someone reached out to me about two weeks ago. Um, uh, their child has autism and loves to cook. And she was sh- she took a picture of my Pesach, our, our Pesach book, uh, on the counter and the little kid cooking um, the cupcake recipe. And she was so happy. She was so excited to share that this kid who loves to cook was making something from our book and she called the autism awareness. And it was amazing wow. to, like, oh. have special needs kids, yeah. like, wanting to cook and just – be involved in the food world and then sharing their stories with me. I thought yeah, that was really, thought that was, it's, it's thought that was really nice. It's very, it really is like emotional when people, like someone told me like I improved her shell and bias because her husband loves the recipes she makes from my, well this was like already before I wrote the book, but from her husband loves the recipes I, she makes from my blog so much that like it just made them happier. Like that's so 
amazing like that I could do that like I said before when I started my blog what made me keep doing it is the strangers and that I was able to like make an impact in people on people's lives and like the more people I reach and the more people whose lives I could impact it's just amazing I love (laughs) it greatest feeling Miriam we need a giveaway for our audience who loves you okay who doesn't want it who doesn't want it so you want this book you can do it in a couple ways because not everybody's on Instagram so we don't want to Right, of course. So if you email me, at com, that's one way to enter. And the other way is to follow the Nachum Siegel Network and Miriam Pascal. And you can be in the winning, the the lottery for uh, winning her amazing book, Real Life Kosher Cooking. Miriam, I know it took you a long time to come up with a name for the book. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't go like Susie did Kosher by Design. Right. So, right. So, like, in all the oh, in all the different series, how, how did you get okay, to so the name? Okay. So the story about the name was that from the very beginning, probably over a year before I actually had the name, I had the idea to have the subtitle of the book would be "Real Life Kosher Cooking." That was going to be the subtitle, and then I was going to have a, a, a different name as the title. And I always liked the idea of like a two-word title, like something short. And people were suggesting names like you wouldn't believe a million name suggestions came in and none of them just felt like me and I'm very people who follow me know I'm very into real life like you're not going to find me pretending to like have a more glamorous life than I have like I'll do an Instagram story in my kitchen when it's not perfectly clean and I'm, I'm like, not that too I'm not, I'm not gonna apologize because this is way, the way I live because so I'm so life. much about real life and it just felt so me that at some point I I called um, Rabbi Gedalia Zlatowicz and I said to him you know, I know we're trying to come up with a different name because we think this is a, this. We thought that would be a perfect subtitle, but I said it's just so me, and I like it so much better than any other name that's been suggested. And at that point, it was very close to when the book was being wrapped up and going to print, and there was really no more time. So he agreed that that would be a great title. So that's the title, and it's real life kosher yeah. cooking. It really is, and, and the board is beautiful that you have on yeah. the board. And I gave those out at the, my party. So was that, give- was yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I actually, by the way, I brought some things to show you. Some some goodies. Maybe we should do a giveaway for these goodies also. Oh, you. But look, I, it's a double giveaway. Yeah, two winners or one, what, what do you think? Um, no, one winner to win the book and these are yeah, two yeah, different yeah. winners. Maybe a package deal. Okay. With Great. the book, you're also okay. going to get the following. Okay, so first I just want to show you, this is the cool tote bags they gave out. These are the gift bags they gave out at my party. Remember these? Yeah. We got one of those. Um, so I actually brought from Best Select, which is a company that I work with and I love their products. Okay. I brought some goodies. Uh, <laughs> Adina, you're gonna love the maple yeah. syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. really good. Basically, maple syrup. so they actually gave me for the gift bags. They gave me some products. Um, so I brought those, and then I brought a few other things for them. I like that this so, is in a non right. Yeah. No propellants. Can. No propellants. Canola so oil. Great. They have canola wow. oil, olive oil infused with garlic, and um, they make an olive oil one, but I, I didn't bring that with me. And this maple syrup, which I love, um, the best liked maple syrup because it, unlike the regular bottles that you twist and then they get sticky and hard to open and they yeah. make a mess, this one, if you're watching, you can see it just opens oh, on the bottom like that. Isn't that great? So Brilliant. It is no mess. I love it. I and it's smart. really great. Did you try the maple syrup? I gave of it out to party. Yeah. It's great. It's like real rich maple flavor. And the bottle design is just amazing. And then I didn't actually give these out at the party, but I brought these also for the giveaway. Oh, so these chills. Chills, this is actually the first product I tried from Best Select, and I was, like, hooked. I love them. You know what? Aren't they great? I did quick recipe from me, even. Melt chocolate like a ganache and, and Rich's Whip or, wow. or cream, um, heavy cream. Make a ganache, chocolate, and cream together. Make a syrup. Liquidy, right. and you pour it and in pour there. it into that. Done, boom. And you want to hear you could three you can, ingredients, and then you can dress that up. You can add some chopped nuts on top, 
or you can add, they make like this really good, I should have brought some of that, I didn't even think of it, really good dairy caramel sauce. <gasps> so I put that underneath the ganache. It's amazing. So, you can so do, that? Or you can just put like, you can put custard and fresh fruit on it. There's so many things. And then they also make the savory one. So I brought this also. So whoever's winning is really lucky. You're winning the book. <laughs> The uh, the products for one two three four five things from um from Best Select so that's really yeah. exciting and the bag <laughs> yeah I'll leave the bag with you okay put it all in yeah for sure put it all in oh man wow that's fantastic so but the book is going to come from Art Scroll yeah Art Scroll is going to ship <laughs> the book Art out. Scroll will ship that <laughs> that to you but I will take this and I will ship that out to our winner okay so fun all right so I'm going to get you guys to switch seats. Okay. Um, and Adina is going to sit in the hot seat. Miriam will sit in the, I call it the peanut gallery seat. And, and of course, Miriam can pipe up as she wants because it's always fun to talk, all of us. Um, but Adina Schloss, all the way from Sydney, now all the way from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Uh, isn't it crazy how Crown Heights is like the... Um, so many Australians. No, yeah, so many Aussies, but it's always been yeah. with Chabad. But the it's the in terms of restaurants, it's the I don't want to call it Mecca of kosher food because it's kind of like we've really upped our game you, but in Crown Heights. You are the game. <laughs> People go, game. where's a good Manhattan restaurant? I'm like, oh, okay. I know it's been a while because I always go to Crown Heights. Day. It's so great. People are coming, and there are just so many new restaurants opening up all the time. Um, and we've really become like a center. You have like Izzy's Smokehouse, which is so good, and Basil and Booth and Bun, and now Allenby, of course. Of course. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really, it's great. So many people are coming from the city. We used to slip out to the city, an hour drive. Now everyone's coming to us. Yeah, you bring it, bring it, bring the people, bring the <laughs> exactly. people. I, I, I absolutely love it. So let's, let's start from the beginning. Adina okay. moved. Uh, to America, her husband is an American Israeli. Yes, American Israeli Judah. Um, and so, he, AKA the original Hasid and hipster. Yes, he did do sandwiches um, out of his house for a little bit, but but really, um, where it all began is he actually co-founded a company called the Fresh Diet. He there was a not kosher company, and I think that. Um, his exposure to the not kosher world kind of made him realize that there was just so much lacking in the kosher food like world and and restaurant you know business and um he when after he sold that company he was really looking to like figure out what he could do next and he wanted to open up a chef driven restaurant which you don't really see so much in the kosher market no uh as far as i know it's just nobo yeah, right? is I don't know if uh, etc chef driven and well I think Pardes was a little bit Pardes you know, right um, Moshe from Pardes says he was so good he's been here on the show we, we we miss that place you know we also do and I think that um so that's really where Judah wanted to you know kind of pick things up and his exposure to the not kosher world like really kind of influenced like that decision so he decided to open up Allenby. And Why he, Allenby? What's her name? General so, Allenby from... So, yes, it is General Allenby. There's actually a street in Tel Aviv called Allenby. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of... Um, I don't know if people know this, but the, in, Tel Aviv is really like um, people... Like the restaurants in, in Tel Aviv now are really um, becoming quite famous, as, yeah. are the, as are the chefs behind them. You have like Mayor Adoni... And Katir and, and Lumina and Blue Sky, I don't know if you've been to any of them. Of course. Um, I haven't been to them yet. They're but. all very um, well known and I think that's kind of why he, you know, picked a street out of Tel Aviv. Right. Um, right. A, a lot of people have said Allenby. What, what's Allenby? I said General Allenby from the, you know, the British mandate yes. who was very big in, you know, yes. high up 
Yes. So the street names are named after, after him. him. And, and it's now become a hub of fabulous kosher fabulous food. Fabulous kosher food and also not kosher food. Oh, right. Fabulous food. Not, yeah. Most yeah. of it not kosher. Most of it not kosher, few, exactly. quite a few kosher, but not. Yeah. Tel Aviv's even changed in that. It used to be hardly anything yeah, kosher. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. And now, actually, the chef that we bought out um, from Israel was a head chef in Tel Aviv in a, a famous restaurant there as well. So... Um, so yeah, that's kind of the background of how that all came to be. And Elior, our chef, is like, I mean, you came to eat there, right? You loved he it. Is the no- besides, he's such a nice guy. He's so, he's nice. so talented and so humble. Yes, he's like so like a little shy. Yeah, he's really. Um, we really love him, and he's so talented. So yeah, you know, we talk about modern Israeli cuisine, and I think that's what the restaurant is, right? Yes. How, how did that evolve? Because it used to be like schnitzel and a pita, falafel and a pita, shawarma. That's not what this restaurant is. Let's completely <laughs> break that down. People, people have asked me. These the are first thing I'm, people I'm ask, you know, is is there falafel and shawarma on the menu? I'll tell you one thing. There is a falafel on the menu, but it's completely deconstructed. And he, it's called falafel tatar. It's actually not really cooked, but it has all the flavors. Um, and he, it's really just about like using that, um, you know, Middle Eastern Mediterranean flavors, um, and infusing them in like a very modern way. What are, what the what are the, what are the flavors of the Mediterranean? So you have like tahini and a lot of like roasted eggplant that like burnt eggplant flavor. You have um, like hummus, and they have a beautiful human, <laughs> and they have a beautiful um, like a Jerusalem artichoke soup. That is like Jerusalem artichokes. Um, what else do they have? They have like a a lot of, um, I guess, like there's a Jerusalem bagel, which is covered in like sesame seeds. Oh, that is so good. They make yeah. that in-house there? Yes, everything everything made beginning to end in-house. Like all so. the sauces, all the dips. Dips, sauces, breads, like yeah. They even have their own in-house like flavoured salsa, which is really good. Are you- they make their own seltzer. <laughs> now they're just showing off. <laughs> That's yeah, great. it's really good. It is. That's great. Okay, so so you know people will come there. They'll drive to Crown Heights. You're not going to get the whole falafel shawarma thing. And there are some great falafel shawarma restaurants. I I went yeah. to one Tamini, I think, in the Five Towns. I hope I'm saying it right. I love you guys. You. I've only been there once. Fabulous. Oh, maybe we'll go there for dinner over the weekend. I like that. Um, but you know, with the kids. But um. You know, all the I love these uh, Hoover's yeah. Grill. I have love all yeah. of that in the Five Towns, but this is complete. Is expect the unexpected. Yeah. I know that's so cliche, but very composed dishes. I think. Like, what, you what, know, what's tell the audience what the composed so dish? So it's very much like he has a um, like a, a tongue carpaccio like beat. You know, it's all very artistically plated. Everything's very thought out from the sauces on the plate to the way the chicken is grilled to the way. He purees the artichokes. Um, there's a lot of different elements of the dish, and everything is just done so artistically and beautiful. Yeah, it's everything is a piece of artwork. <laughs> yeah. That that you're talking about the the beat and the tongue. Yes. Oh it, my it's god, it's art, right? It's like it, a like a beautiful like rainbow with like yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't. Did he go to chef school or he just learned on um, the job he, working for Mayor? He did go to chef school, and then he also worked under Mayor Odoni, which he's just like a legend. He's in a and legend. of himself. He is unbelievable, Mayor. Um, and yeah, he was really trained under like amazing leadership. So he. And you have big plans for Allenby. Let's yes. talk about some of those plans. Have you been yet, Miriam? No, I was just trying to find a way to interrupt and say that I haven't been there, but I am 
dying to go. Um, you should, I'll definitely, I'll get your reservation. You should come. Okay. Yeah, it's no, really I have weird. to. Maybe when we meet in Brooklyn, Naomi, maybe we should meet there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll have it all dinner together. We'll yeah. have it. Are you open for lunch at so starting next month, they'll be open for lunch, and then yes. they're also introducing... Okay, lunch date. Exactly. <laughs> okay, and they're also introducing a like takeout menu, that, That's what I want yeah. to talk about. So let's talk about the yeah. different plans that you have. So right now, um, um, so my husband's opened up Allenby. So Allenby is a sit-down, um, you know, high-end restaurant. It's meat. It's currently serving dinner. Coming next month will be the lunch menu, and then following on from that will be a takeout menu. Which will be like more um, a casual the takeout menu, like sandwiches, um, food that could be transported. You're not getting your, you know, composed dish. Composed I'm like, dish. That's why. The... That's why there's no food right here on table for two because there is yes. no way Adina could have on the tr- car train. <laughs> car. I, car. I couldn't help, even bring it all. Hold, hold a plate on the. Exactly. In the car like this, you know. Exactly. kind of wish Because so. everything's, I know, I know we're talking yeah. about I'm it. We're hungry. like, oh. I owe you guys a lunch, so you'll come yeah, to we'll, Allenby. We'll, ca- we'll come for lunch. Um, <laughs> there's actually, we're also opening up in the next, like, four to five months. We have a bar downstairs that's going to be a separate menu. Small plates, like, small bites. I kind love of thing. that. Like a throwback to paradise. Everything was small bar. Yeah, small plates. like people can come and relax. Like that Israeli like vibe and like, the you know. vibe. Exactly. I love going to Machanayhur at night. You have the like yes. the beer bazaar and crave where you'll get yeah. some small plates and a glass of wine yeah. or a good craft beer. Exactly. You, you They're the- actually also opening up um, on Fridays, not yet, probably closer to the summer, um, the Allenby Shook, which will basically be like. What? You'll be like calm. There's like you know beers and drinks for everyone. Loud pumping music and food that you could buy for Shabbos. So you're gonna have like all the like in-house baked breads and salads and dips. <laughs> but that to me, I was like, Judah, you have me. You know that's right. The, right. You know wow. what? I might have to move to Crown Heights. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh my I live god! In the wrong place. I know, right? It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's it'll be really great. And then he also plans to open up, um, like, obviously some more casual versions of Allenby in the like near future. In different neighborhoods? Five town. I mean, there's, he's what? definitely what? talking what? to we can't breathe. So. <laughs> <Fuck Clint>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. You know, it's got, it's, it's such a great thing when you see a new business idea just taking off. Yeah. And we are so ready for this in the Jewish world, in the kosher market. Like... We've got some great restaurants. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. We have There's some great fabulous food, and you know, had a great meal in so many places across across New York and across the country, from Milton, Chicago, the wineries in in California, yeah. everything in between. All the you know, my own neighborhood. I love Doma. I love yeah. Cork and Slice. Um, just yeah, I love innovative. Yeah, know? I think it's just yeah. something new that you know. I think that's what Judah wanted to bring. He wanted something new in the market. Um, that has never really been done before, and and that's that's really where his passion lies. He he has the restaurant bug, so I think he's going to open up a few more. Right. Um, you want to get all the kinks out of this. This is the. Tr- we'll all say I ate the flagship store. Exactly. Right in exactly. Grand Heights. Be- flagship. So I I love yeah. that. Like yeah. I love the vision. I love the excitement. I love the passion. You know that yeah. that that. Uh, 
It is really exciting. Restaurant business is hard, but oh, it's a dog's life. It's right? hard, my, but it's but my family was in it in Australia. You know, my yeah. uncle owned Beaches. Do you remember Beaches Restaurant? That's your uncle. I remember Beaches. Right. So oh my Michael gosh, Atlas. that's where we got the one restaurant, like the in Sydney. Oh my gosh, Schnitzels. They had good Schnitzel. They had good Schnitzel. They had they good had Schnitzel. Pretty good stuff. The chef yeah. named Macron was good. My uncle was a great business manager. Oh he had gosh. a great restaurant. That's so wow. What a small world. I remember. Right. That very yeah. Well. Yeah. So, but you must have been very little. Very. It's but I remember going there with my grandparents for our birthday right. dinners. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was very exciting. Sydney has seen a lot of openings and closings yeah. of restaurants. But in any in any community, yeah. kosher business is hard. It is hard. You know, I think you're a success when you've lasted five years, yeah. you know. And look at La Marais. They've got to be going. I was there with my oldest daughter when she turned one and she's tw- just about 23 years old. The restaurant maybe 24 wow. years old. It's opened a long time. Yeah. That is like... An eternity. Yeah, in, in yeah. The- and, and La Marie, they know how to do it. There's consistency. Everything is just so good over there. Right. It's, it's consistent. Always, yeah, it's always a good night out. I no, like no that place a lot. No composed dishes, just good food. Just good, consistently. A great steak, you know. And when you're in New York City, that's what you want. Right. Glass of red wine, good you steak. You can't go wrong. When I was pregnant with my kids over the years, and I used to live in the city in this neighborhood, I used to crave their French fries. Oh, yeah. There was nothing like those French fries and that baguette breads that yeah. they put on the table. Like there's yeah. something really special. They have really good stuff. But they also have a cookbook. Um, did yeah. you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. It, it's definitely on the chef's level. It, oh, it, I'd love found to some, read that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you should reach out yeah. to them and, and, and talk to them. You can do Absolutely. something for your for your uh, Instagram, which we're going to talk about yeah. in a minute. But it's really great when you see restaurants really going the distance yeah. and lasting. Yeah. And Mike's from Mike's Bistro oh, of course. in Manhattan. Of course. I want to say he's uh, 15, 20 years around. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's Mike a legend. Gershkovitz, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's funny. I, but I haven't been going out so much in Manhattan. Right. You know, Because now you can come to Crown Heights. I can come to Crown Heights. <laughs> it's so funny. When I was preparing for the Kosher Feast dinner and, and Kosher Fest and the Jewish Food Media Conference the last couple of months, like whenever we had to make a meeting from people in different neighborhoods, we're like, oh, let's just go to Crown Heights. We'll meet there. It's halfway for everyone. So like, used to be Flatbush or Borough Park or Five Towns. Yeah. But, like, it's yeah. definitely, it's, like... It's a hub. It's a it's hub. It's a hub. I love... Uh, let's at uh, Barn, Semach. Yes. A shout-out to more Sydney we kids. Loved, we loved Semach. Yeah, and, and it's great that the Sydney yeah. kids have taken America by storm. It's, and unfortunately, with what's happened in the last couple of yeah, weeks... Yeah, of course, our yeah. different Simi, but... um. You know, yeah. like, they're amazing, the frock girls. and They are. And I'm very proud of Australians in New York City. I feel like we... We've paved a name for ourselves, and it's really it's amazing, especially yeah. in the creative in the creative world, fashion, food, everything. You know, Fas- the fashion and food bloggers, right? Yes, it's crazy. Exactly. It's really crazy. You know, they say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere in New yeah. York. So you know, yeah. good, lu- good luck to the to the to the. It's actually the Sydney kids. Yeah, it's really the, the Sydney, Sydney kids. kids. There you go, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Melbourne. I don't know if people know. There's always a Sydney Melbourne rivalry. Do they still Austra- have that? Australians know that, right? Um, so all the Aussies that are listening. That's very funny. But, yeah. Um, let's talk about Adina has not only as she has a super talented husband and an adorable baby, Adina <laughs> herself is really talented. Um, she has a blog, uh, is it uh, The Chef's Wife? The Chef's Wife on Instagram and is there actually on Instagram? I actually have a website, it's not up yet, but I'm still working on it. Okay. You think cookbooks are hard? I feel like websites are hard. Also, <laughs> it's know. a lot of work. Speak to me, I'll I'll, I'll hook you yeah? up with people to help me. Yeah. Oh my I, gosh, I, I just hire someone to do it for you. That's I, true. I really, that's exactly what I want to do. I'd love someone. Me too. I'd I to love hide. someone to do my website because you know I I really love doing the Instagram and I love like posting photos and and like you said how like 
you know, strangers like reach out to you and they right. send you photos of what they're making for their family. And if you follow me on Instagram, I, I'm very into um, <laughs> healthy, clean eating. Um, She's my and, food hero. And I find that um, it's kind of hard to do that in the kosher world when you used to not be able to get like, you know, all these good, healthy kosher products. And I think that very much has changed now. Um, so I think that it's just, you have also an exposure, especially with social media, to other healthy food bloggers and what they're doing. I think there's a lot of inspiration around now too. Adina has inspired my cooking so much. Whenever I do the salmon crudo with the, the raw salt fish. and the slice of a cow. Yeah, I have a slight obsession with raw fish. I know you don't eat fish at all. I don't touch fish cooked or raw. <laughs> I, know. I love um, it. My family eats it. My kids eat how it. How great is that? They love it. It's so healthy for you. It's good and with a, with a some uh, cucumbers and avocado yeah. and, and some raw fish. So and easy. The right and you oil. don't need to dirty a pot. You don't need which to is dirty just a pot. Just win. a knife and a board. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, how did you how did you actually start in this? So, um, Judah, you know, we always used to – I love cooking. I, I mean, I come from a very big family. My mother was making, like, Pesach seders for, like, 40, 50 people, and I always would help her in the kitchen. And then I came to New York, but in, like we said, in Australia – we didn't really have like such high-end food. I didn't really have exposure to like that. I didn't know what raw fish was. And then I but came nobody to nobody did it back then. Also, yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Mon- yeah. Um. And then I came to New York, and I kind of, st- you know, and I met Judah, and he really like showed me, you know, a whole newfound appreciation for like really good food. And we used to cook in the kitchen together. And then eventually, I was just like, hey, I should put this on Instagram. I didn't think it would even take off. And you it wrote, did. Did you hit 10,000 yet? You must no, be very yeah, I'm close. close. Okay, everyone, right now, <laughs> grab that phone. The chef's wife. Is it some underscores, <laughs> underscores in there? Yeah, someone took the chef's wife, so we had to go with the other underscores. ones. I hate underscores. I hate underscores. If you're listening to chef's wife, I'll, I'll buy that Instagram from you. <laughs> um, but yes, it's the underscore chef's underscore I'm wife. I'm obsessed underscore. with everything you post. I like, know. <laughs> everything is so gorgeous. I'm high like, high praise. I just, I want, I want to, I want to serve food oh, that looks thank like you. you. Yours. But not only thank we talk you. about her raw fish, her meats, and the whole sous vide And movement. the vegetable purees, the creams. Yes. Oh, they're so, yeah. <laughs> I love them. I think that I need to like start changing it up. But I think people also no, really like it. start like so, bottling it and selling yeah. it. That's what you should do. Um. <laughs> I, I do find that people message me and they're like, thank you so much for like teaching me how to, you know, create healthy dishes without any like sauces and, and like processed food. And to me like that, that's when I know that it's worth it. I love what I'm doing because that's, you know, like right. you said, people reach out and you're like, wow, you're really making a difference. Yeah. People that want to be healthy. That, yeah, you people know, think of like food as like a mundane thing, but it's really not. Like it connects people and yeah. it inspires people and it's Absolutely. such an amazing feeling to do that through yeah. your food. Yeah. And look how we are all inspired by each other. We each have our own yeah. followings and our own styles, but we love each other's yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And I think that um, we all look to each other also for inspiration, you know? Right, like I look sure. at your all your stuff and your photos are just Thank so you. beautiful. And I think that the kosher food, there's so many bloggers now out there and everyone like it's has their own style and it's right. really beautiful to see. I, I liked at Kosher Fest meeting new people and new people in the yeah. industry and the excitement that they have about starting something yeah. new. Like, remember in the very beginning we were like, yeah, I mean, we're still pretty hyper you about got, No, but you guys are like, you guys are like the beginning, you know. I'm still like very new, but you guys are like the uh, you, you've caught up beautifully. hardcore, you know. <laughs> hardcore. Hardcore so. Um, so yeah, I started cooking in the kitchen with Judah and I started posting my stuff and, and then a bunch of his friends actually wanted me to cook healthy dinners for them. 
Judah's company, The Fresh Diet, actually delivered healthy meals across America. And he... I didn't realize that was his company. All these years, I had no idea. Yeah, so... and it's But it wasn't kosher. So when his friends reached out to me, they wanted me to do The Fresh Diet, essentially. Meal delivery for them, but kosher. So Like a personal chef. Personal service. chef, exactly. Right, that's how I started. So that's kind of... So I was making dinner for them. Like, he had four or five friends. I did it for like a, you know, I think a year until I got pregnant. But... It was, that's kind of how it also started. So I started cooking the kosher food and, and it was really good. And I realized I loved it. Right. I it's loved fun. it. And it's kind of nice to share a hobby with your husband because we go to the markets on Sundays. And I we... know. I love following your summer trails. <laughs> Whenever you were, like we were looking for farmer's markets with, through you guys. We were there with you. I, I love it. You know, I it's really fun to like share a hobby and we do it like we, we go to markets together and we like to check out new restaurants together. And we also like watch like watching the same shows, which, by the way, is really helpful on a Saturday night when we want to watch the same like, you know, foodie documentaries. And oh, OK, so that's what Svi and I differ. He loves to eat food. He doesn't want to be preparing food. He loves going out to eat. He loves we love oh, traveling. Great. We yeah. love traveling and exploring new cities. Amazing. And being on the you know, walking the streets of wherever we are. I always want to go into the local supermarket and just look for things that have an right. OU that we don't have back right. in New York. And I find things like that. Yeah. Um, How nice is that to share that though? We like, love that. Like people say, oh, your, your husband's such a good sport. He comes on your Instagram and he travels around with you. I'm like, yeah, because we like the same yeah. things. We like the same TV shows. Um, it's you good. Know, except I don't like football. Oh, me either, honey. I know. <laughs> he, he likes to watch football, so he watches that with my kids. So that's right. good. My, my, he got my daughters into football, so that's good. They watch, they watch the footy together. But it's nice too. Like we're even with friends, just to sit yeah. and schmooze, and we like the same TV yeah. shows. Also, Mim likes to read. If I, I, are you a big I love reader? To read. oh, she wow. That's why she's so I wish smart. I had more time. <laughs> I wish I had more time to read, but yeah, I love to read. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like that historical is, novels. I wish I had, is my I wish current, I had time like, to read. Favorite. Oh my gosh, yeah? historical novels, the best. What what part of history? I like history? historical like TV Anything. shows. Yeah, like Downton Abbey is my absolute yeah. favorite. You know they're coming to New York to do an exhibition of their clothing. Really? They're having a Downton Abbey. It starts. It's Should probably already started. Let's go together. Let's go. Yeah, let's do I'm that. In. And <laughs> let's we'll make like English food to take. For oh us. my like, gosh, for sure. Sandwiches. Well, well, if I was going to be born in any era, it would be that one. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, I mean, wait, mostly wait. as a duchess. I, no. I would not want to come back as anything else. Oh, but so you, I, w- I was just going to say, you didn't want to be the girl that cleans out the dustpans for the for um, uh, what's her name? The uh, what was it? What was her name? The, the older sister. Oh, for, oh, Mary, Mary, Mary clean Mary. out her, right. her fireplace. You don't want to be. You want to be yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be yeah, the girl. Yeah, exactly. I always say I don't want to be. I, I would. I want to be right here in this era where we have like air conditioning and internet oh, and, <laughs> and yeah. all the conveniences. I have to tell you, when I was away, in, everyone knows I was in Thailand this summer. Shout out again, me with a shout out, Miriam Schreiber, Kosher Legacy Tours, and uh, we're in Thailand. Um, I don't know if it was summer or winter. Really, I don't know. You know why? Because it was so. <laughs> And muggy all the time. So really? I, it, their, their winters are muggy. Oh my gosh, and yeah. their summers are muggy. So I don't know really what season wow. it was. Um, and Shabbos kind of came in at seven and went out at eight. So it could have been summer, could have been winter. I don't know. It's <laughs> like crazy. I oh my gosh, Thailand is so muggy. All right. You want to like jump into an air conditioning. Right, over there. right. So, or, or Europe, or even in Israel, not everything has air conditioning. Yeah. Right, yeah. sometimes we can't have air conditioning in the studio because the humming makes a noise <laughs> on the recording, right? So it depends on how loud it is. It's good it's winter now. Yeah, um, so. yeah how crazy are so, winters here for us? 
Oh. Not used to this. Our blood is not made for New York winter. No, nah, no. Nah. Even though we're probably all European, right? Originally. Originally, I mean, yeah, but it was a very long time ago. <laughs> right. Our blood our blood yeah. has changed living in living we in Australia. Beaches. We need beaches. It's very hard. I was in California yeah. last week, that two weeks ago or whenever it was. The weather was magnificent. I keep saying, Why do we live here? Why do we yeah. live here? So but you know why? Because New York energy and the excitement over here and the restaurants over here. There's no life like it. People ask me, you know, in Australia, like, isn't it hard living in New York? And, you know, like, it is a, like a culture shock in the beginning, but there's just so much going on here and it's so exciting. Right. People say to me, why'd you move to America? I said, kosher boys and kosher food. <laughs> right. Because I was dating. I was like 21 when I came. I wanted to find yeah. something, you know. I came for the single scene. The I love that. Because so, there's no one in Australia. You grew up the same five right. people. Yeah. You're not going to date, you know, yeah. the same people you know them with your whole life. Yeah. I mean, some people do end up marrying their high school yeah. sweethearts, but most not. No. So, so I said, I used to say, I came for kosher boys. Like, I want to meet a nice Jewish boy and the food scene. Yeah. And even back 26 years ago, I knew it was the food still, was better yeah. than Sydney. Yeah. But now I say kosher food and kosher boys because yeah. food comes. <laughs> I've got <laughs> now my Now that boy. you have your kosher boy. I have my kosher boy. Yes. So we met on the Upper West Side. Very cliche, right? Oh. <laughs> tons of kosher restaurants there. Amsterdam Burger. Oh, yes, that's, that's also really that's good. All, also a really great restaurant. Always something going on. I want to hear from everyone in the audience. You know, like when we do our Instagram stories and our Instagram posts, we always ask questions and we, we get really great responses, right? Like when yes. you put out a question on now with a poll the thing, polls love the polls. they're hilarious, right? So I love, I love when people respond back, guys, and I really appreciate your questions and comments. But what's your favorite restaurant? I would like to hear from people's favorite restaurants. You know, wherever you are in the country, Right or the world where you're listening to, uh, yes, I, that's a great one. Right, like, what's your favorite kosher rest, restaurant? restaurant? Like you know, currently that's still open. I, I'm going to say right now, Allenby. You know, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> she can and, and it's not because Adina's in the studio. It really what like no, I I can attest that Naomi has raved about it. Even yeah, when raved oh, even when I'm not raved. here. That's yeah. even <laughs> raved, raved and raved. raved. I really like I'm. You know, I, I love a good steak, but I can go to Gomek Lap, buy a beautiful steak, and put it on my grill, yeah. season it with the olive oil, and so. Or sous vide it because one day I'm going to learn how to sous vide. I will teach you. I know. I keep. Yeah. I know. Sous vide, sous vide cooking, I think, is very um, new right now, but I think you're going to see it's gonna, that it's, it's really coming into the home. Yeah, Adina, can market. you do? Let's do a class. Adina's going to teach us. Not you know steak, what? I, steak. I know. Absolutely. I want you to teach remember me everything when we else. did the pasta class in my yeah, house? We need to do that. Oh, I'll do a sous vide class. Yeah. I think that. Sous-vide. Um. Okay. Yeah. For I think that with the sous vide, it is very intimidating at first. But I think that, you know, when before our mothers got the, I don't know, the slow cooker or the other machines, it was also like a little bit different. I remember I told you I like to read historical things. I was reading, I think it was like one of the little house books, which I was obsessed with in like when I was a kid. And she was talking about when like they got like a, a automatic like grater or peeler or something. And her mother was like. This is crazy. This is nonsense. I need to use my old fashioned knife or whatever it was. And like, that's probably how it always is with whatever is the newest thing. Well, in the early 1980s, I grew up on Clyde Street, right? In Sydney. Of course you did. Clyde, right. (laughs) With Rachel. So shout out to you, Rachel. Um, So my mum redid the kitchen in probably 1980. So it's a long time ago. And it's held up very nicely. They don't make things like that anymore, like that hold up so long. So. The contractor said, do you want a place for a microwave? And my mother said, I don't think so. I'd want to use a microwave. Two years later, she had to put it in the room next door, the laundry room, backed onto the kitchen. She put the microwave in there, not in the kitchen, because there was no space. She didn't make space for a microwave. Who doesn't make space for a microwave now? Like, it's a given. 
Yeah, so things are like, yeah, very new. For those listening, a sous vide is basically an immersion circulator that you can cook um, anything in, really, in a vacuum-packed sealed bag. And the benefits of sous vide cooking, as opposed to like putting it in the oven, is that because it's such a precise temperature, you really can't mess it up. So if you have like a beautiful steak, you can cook it at a beautiful medium rare or medium or well done, however you choose to cook it at. Um, and it's really easy. It makes the, it kind of takes out the guess. I say it takes out the guessing work for you know, cooking your big roasts. I that, love it. Yeah, I love it. I love when you can use probe cooking in general yeah. to get that exact perfect medium rare or that. Yeah, you know, if you need something well done, it gets it just well done, yeah. just the right thing where it's not like completely. Exactly. Wrong. So, Adina, you need, I want you to teach me like chicken and vegetables. Like I, I do all my eggs. meat sous vide now. No, absolutely. I, I've never done egg sous vide. You poached know eggs are so brilliant. Um, I actually have a new sous vide called the Mellow. And the difference um, with this sous vide is that it actually will keep your food cold um, until you set the timer. So if you put the eggs in the sous vide at night, you set the timer to be ready 7 a.m. poached eggs, you wake up to poached eggs, which really is a game changer in the sous vide world. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it because I'll be doing a series next week and I do sous vide cooking a lot. Right, Um, that that we all know. But um, yeah, the Mellow is really a game changer. So I stay tuned for that because I'm going to do a whole class on Instagram for it. I think also we need should maybe do something here in the studio. Is it possible to, you know? How long does an egg take? Could you do an egg in this? Th- yeah, you can. Absolutely. Yeah, you could, it depends like what, t- like what, how you want it, poach or co- whatever it is. But yeah, you could totally. The best thing about it is that it's portable. You could take a sous vide to a hotel room and cook whatever you want in it. You know That's what I mean? so cool. I never so thought of when that. When I go oh, away dude. for vacations with my husband... I just of take that. Of course you bring a sous vide. Of course. <laughs> <I bring laughs> <a> like, <laughs> sous vide bring a food. I just want you to know, my mother, I'll bring a sous my sous mother, when we used to go on vacation, like, I thought this was normal until I got older and met people who just, like, brought, like, stuff and double wrapped in the microwave. My mother used to bring along, like, a crack pot and a bread machine. Like, we'd wake up to, like, fresh bread. Oh, yeah. On vacation. Like, I know now that's, that's not the way everybody <laughs> vacations. Right, no, we're, as a kid, we that went was to Hawaii it, three years ago. <laughs> we took with us sandwich makers and we took with us pots and we made food that we bought you know food you know we could find yeah. fresh fresh ingredients we right. made salads every day and we cooked some salmon and we, we co- makes a difference to it vacation. makes a difference right. to eat healthy and not yeah. like all the as much as i love and my little daughter is obsessed with geffen noodle soup Oh, of course. Okay, there's something special about the Geffen noodle soup. Of course, we all loved it when we were kids. Okay, yeah. Like, and even now when we travel <laughs> yeah, a lot Yeah, now, I like it. When you're on a plane and you're really Nothing hungry, else. you know what? You can't that, plug in a sous vide on a plane. That's, for, that's yeah, for sure. I had a story where Did, we were on vacation and our food got, got like the fridge died in the hotel and we were stuck with nothing except the Geffen noodle soup. We had brought them as a backup and that's what we ate because everything we had brought with us was yeah. spoiled. So, Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's always so, good to have backups. <laughs> With with Gavin <laughs> they think they'll think this is a commercial, but really, like my, my kid came home from camp. She went to Camp Shoshanim. She took the Susie Fishbine Culinary Course uh, at there, where I'll be working mm. again this summer. She she really learned cooking. She comes on the bus. She's been gone for seven weeks. I'm like, hello, sweetie Leora. What can I make you for dinner tonight? I'm thinking steak, whatever she wants. I make her. She goes, I just want a ramen noodle soup <laughs> from Gavin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was kind of like happy that it's really nice, yeah. But it was really <laughs> cute. So okay, so everyone go check out Allenby. It's reservations yes. are made by reservations are made by phone or online, and all the information is on our Instagram page, Allenby Kitchen. And f- 
follow Adina. And follow the chef's, follow the chef's underscore wife. One, underscore and one, I yeah? do a lot of behind the scenes at Allenby as well. So that's yeah, always, that's always really exciting. Fun. She's fun. I love how she so. runs her Instagram. Miriam Pascal, we've got our giveaway, Real Life Kosher Cooking. Uh, in, uh, email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com if you want to be in it and follow Miriam and the Nacham Siegel Network for our giveaway. Everyone, we've got music right now with Mark Zomik, the Era of Shabbos show. Uh, we plays uh, Friday and, until uh Music up until Lichbenching and sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Just want to wish you all Shabbat Shalom. Hanukkah's coming. Grab five of these. Five books. Or ten. Or I'm ten. not picky. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> <laughs>